Good evening. So this evening we hear a gospel from Matthew, which is really broken into three basic parts. The first one is the parable. The second part is about the reason for using parables. And then lastly, the third part is the explanation Jesus gives his first century followers on what this parable was all about. But there is something so obvious to see in this story that even Jesus omitted it from his explanation. And to bring that to light, let me focus on just one aspect of the parable, and that is the soil. Why the soil? Because it's where the story of all humanity begins. For if we take a look at the creation story found in the second chapter of Genesis, we're told that Jesus, that God, took dust from the ground and breathed the breath of life and created a living being. God created Adam from Adama. Translated means human from humus or soil. And then God planted a garden and creation came forth from the ground. Soil and gardens are themes mentioned often in the Bible since farming would have been one of the largest occupations. So it's no surprise that Jesus would often use agrarian references relating to vineyards and seeds and gardens and soil. It was a way he connected with his followers. Soil was a source of income for many and provided nourishment for all. The soil was something sacred in its own way. In his recent book, Soil and Sacrament, author Fred Bonsham tells the story of how people of faith all over America are rerouting themselves by connecting with the land and the soil. He explores the connections between spiritual nourishment and the way we feed and nourish our bodies and our souls. Bonson started a faith-based community garden in rural North Carolina to help its members grow real food and at the same time feed their spiritual hunger. Their daily mantra is the prayer of the early Christian monks. We beg you, make us truly alive. So in today's parable of the sower and the seed, Jesus speaks of the different ground that we can be standing on and the impact that it has on our ability to hear God's word. The sower's seed falls on a hard path, provides a lack of understanding. Dropped on rocky terrain, it hinders proper rooting. Cast into thorny trails and it's filled with anxiety. Or ideally, if the seed falls on fertile ground, the word of God can take root and be multiplied. So my question for you this evening is, what ground do you stand on? And where are you rooted? See, just as gardeners before they plant need to test and know the quality of their soil, so too we need to pause and be aware of where we are, where we stand, and the quality of the soil under our feet. Is it a hard, impervious path? Perhaps it's a bit rocky, or maybe it's filled with some thorns. Or is your life perfect, and the land you stand on is always fertile, rich, and loamy? Well, if you're like me, I would bet that you have a bit of all those soils in your life. 
Sure, there are many days where things are going well and we feel like we are multipliers of God's word and God's deeds. But no doubt there are times where our paths are not clear, where our legs are getting stuck with thorns, and where we're unsteady, tripping on rocks. You may even find times in your life where it feels that the ground has just completely fallen out from underneath you, where you feel that you're in a free fall, losing all bearing, without any grounding, just grasping onto whatever you can hold on to. And it's those times where it's hardest to see that it is in the dying that newness is born. See, thousands of years ago, Greeks realized that plants grew better in mountain landslides. For the newly turned and disrupted soil was loose and crumbling, allowing the roots easy access to nutrients. Out of disruption comes life as the roots below the soil flourish. See, it's exactly those disruptive times in our lives where we lack awareness. Whereas Jesus tells us that we look and do not see. We hear, but we don't listen. We may be like those monks who pray, we beg you, make us truly alive. And yet we feel dead. But like the landslides, out of turmoil comes life. Sure, we would love to have those perfect fertile grounds, smooth and rich and filled with growth, but it would seem that for newness of life, there needs to be some form of dying to oneself. Franciscan Richard Rohr, in the preface of his newly released book, Eager to Love, writes this. Francis of Assisi was a master of making room for the new and letting go of that which was tired or empty. Much of Francis's genius was that he was ready for absolute newness from God and therefore could also trust fresh and new attitudes in himself. Rohr ends his preface stating that Francis had nothing to prove or defend but looked for opportunities to have fresh and honest experiences which are most often found on the edges of your life. You see, my sisters and brothers, in order to gain the ideal fertile ground, one needs to have experienced the baked hard clay. In order to see the newness of life, one has to walk on the broken stony paths. And for one to listen to God's call, one has to be scratched by the thorns that line the way. And this leads me to the twist in the parable, often missed because it's in plain view. See, did you notice where God, the sower, is casting his seeds? Jesus goes out of his way to tell us that God leaves his seeds, his love, his grace on all the different soils. God does not only pay attention to the fertile soil, but is recklessly reaching out to all people, no matter where you're standing. Christ tells this gospel to let us know that we are all being called to this newness of God. But in turn, we need to take notice on where we're standing and to be open to make a change. N.T. Wright in his book, Simply Jesus, reminds us that Jesus was trying to make it clear to his followers that something powerful, dramatic, and different and new was going on. That if all Christ was going to do was encourage people to feel better about themselves, and not actually transform their lives, there would have been no sign of anything new. 
for what Jesus was doing was promoting change and transformation. You see, God cares little on what ground we're particularly standing on today. And God does not care how often we look at our lives and begin to start anew. Because as we tend to our soil, as we pick out the thorns, as we break up the hard clay and remove the stones wedged in our path, we're walking towards God, doing our best to change, to transform, to accept God's seed, God's word, and God's love. It's work. It's daily work. But as we heard last week, God gives rest to those who labor in our burden. So as we continue through these summer months, let us be more aware of looking and listening for opportunities to assess where we stand and the direction that we're going, and to be aware of the soil beneath our feet with hope and renewal and transformation as we beg our good and gracious God to make us more truly alive.